Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Charles Derrick. This is J-Rob. And this is Bringing the Noise. <laughs> He formed the band Twin Soul in 2002. They are now the kings of Memphis, Tennessee. He has played all over the Mid-South area, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, also Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa, and even some down in Florida, all the way down to Key West. He's performed in the FedEx Forum in Memphis and also at Graceland. Opening up for Brett Michaels. His band Twin Soul has been voted the best band by the Memphis Flyer three times and also been voted best by DeSoto County times. The guy looks like Brett Michaels and he sings like Bon Jovi. Got the killer 80s hair, rocking the best tan. And he's had a career in entertainment up to this point that most entertainers only dream of. When the guy walks in a room, the stares from people are always that that guy has the it factor and he is in their presence. All around great guy, a friend to everyone he encounters, and mostly importantly, a friend to me and J-Rob, we got Charlie Belt on the show today. You scream and tease at me you know the nasty things you said it led me to your What's up, buddy? Man, it is an honor and a privilege to be uh, sitting here on this Zoom uh, uh, call with you and J-Rob, man. It's uh, I'm just fortunate to be here, man. I, I have I, you, man. Second guest. That's awesome. Man, I appreciate it big time, dude. I, I appreciate you being on. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's really cool to be able to have all of those times where we played in a lot of different areas you know mississippi alabama arkansas and, and louisiana and stuff like that and the friends that we had made and some of these people that have been in the business a long time and when we talked about this podcast it was like well man you know we kind of know you know a lot of people in a lot of different places that are really really doing things and everybody knows about them that's in and around entertainment and let's everybody wants to know how are they doing that what they're doing or what is their story shit let's get them on and let's find out what their story is and how they're doing what they're doing 
even if it's where they are, and maybe even open up some things for people in different towns and different places. And, you know, I, I know a lot of towns that would love to have the 80s rock show Twin Soul, you know. Um, and I think you would be impressed at how many people in a lot of different places know who Twin Soul is, even though Twin Soul chooses to not necessarily go as many places as they maybe before did, uh, but are still, you know, taking some opportunities here and there. So well, that's, I, uh, I, I love what the, the idea y'all have. You know, I, I listen to uh, Brian and I listen to a bunch of podcasts like with the Eddie Trunk show and all that, and, and that talks to all these amazing uh, rockers from the eighties and current and love hearing all their stories. And, but, but, and, and uh, for, for uh, you and J-Rob to be doing this with the, just the, like, we're just local bar stars, you know, uh, but uh, it, you know, it would be, I would like to hear uh, like, like how, say the uh, U.S. got started, how, you know, Molly Ringwald's, uh, you know, Velcro Pygmies. I, I, I saw the Velcro Pygmies uh, in uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi back in, it, it had to be around 97, maybe. I'd oh, never wow. heard of them. And, uh, and I wasn't in, I wasn't playing in a band then, never had, I mean, I hadn't been in a band. And uh, my buddy said, man, you gotta go, we gotta go down here to uh, Mississippi and check out Velcro Pygmies. And uh, I was, you know, I was just blown away with, uh, you know, Cam and the drummer is the one that is the one that did it for me. Uh, the bald headed, I don't uh -huh. know his name, but just with all the stick twirls and they're just, they had the place packed. I mean, you know, it, and it was, it was all what I loved was the, uh, just like eighties rock fun stuff. Cause I, I'm the youngest of, no, I have, uh, the two older brothers and an older sister and I'm the baby and and it the oldest is 10 years from uh 10 years older than me so I got to grow up listening to their music ACDC uh, you know Rush Queen then my sister uh with all the hairband stuff so I, I you know with the Poison the Bon Jovi the you know Cinderella so it, you know I, with with watching watching them uh, do their show, it, you know, it was mainly all the 80s stuff, but I was just like, oh, that's awesome, you know, and I never thought in my mind, I didn't think that's what, you know, I could do that. It was just like, wow, I was just in awe of it, you know, and uh, so I just, I was, at that point, I wasn't even, in, you know, hadn't even started a band or played in a band. I'd never heard that story before. I didn't know. So, so y'all came all the way down from Memphis just to see that show. Yeah, it was in uh, just it was just outside of uh, uh, Jackson in Ridgeland, uh, Mississippi, mm. just outside of. Uh, it's it was it was about two and a half hours from Memphis. I bet it was at the dock. Yeah, it was. Uh -huh. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, uh, that was the happening spot back then. Yeah. I I was still in high school, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that sounds familiar. It was the doc and my buddy that I went to school with in Horn Lake. Uh, he was like, man, you got to come, you got to come see these guys, you know? So he, and he wasn't a musician of any sort. He just liked going where there were pretty women, you know? Uh -huh. so, uh, and, and it was, you know, he had that, uh, Cam had the thing with the blow pops going and, yeah. you know, in the crowd, just eating it up. I love it. And 
Yeah, and they're still they're still doing it today and killing it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it is. Well, I, it, actually, we're going to have Kelly on the show from US. Uh, just confirmed with him a couple of days ago, and um, definitely, I, uh, I, I uh, tagged Chase from uh, Chase West, the guitar player for for the oh, yeah. in it, and um, maybe just maybe, you know, we could get uh, one or two of those guys on. And Richie from US said, you know, said that he'd like to be on the show too. So, uh, but maybe we can get those guys from. Um, the pygmies on here too and I, possibly I'd like darren to hear, I'd like to hear some of their stories for sure man i mean and that's the thing look you know let's don't even go into memphis and all those there are so many people there i mean we're just sitting here talking about cover show bands i mean can you imagine uh, the people in memphis that are i mean freaking bill marshall you know, who was, oh, yeah. who was, you know, Hank Jr. for, for 30, you know, 30 years in, in the Bama band and, and was with Survivor for, you know, many years. And uh, I mean, the list, oh my God, dude, Memphis. I was thinking about it today, you know, uh, you know, thinking about doing this tonight and just thinking about all the, uh, the talent, the plethora of talent uh, that, that is here in Memphis is second to none with, uh, like you said, Bill Marshall, Pete Mandillo, these are, these are top-notch, you know, first-rate drummers, uh, you know, uh, played with, you know, like you said, Jimmy Jameson, uh, Starship. Uh, it, it's, I mean, but, and they're everywhere around here. I mean, there's so many dadgum good bands around here, uh, several that you haven't seen uh, that, you know, since you, you, you know, you don't get to come up here very often, yeah. but just bands that are within the last couple of years that are, you know, almost like little super groups, you know, and they're just amazing. It's, I, I just love it. You know, I love going out to get a night off and going here and all these different bands. Yeah. That's an issue we was talking about with the Ballard journey guys. You know, it's so hard to catch up and go see other bands, you know, friends like you and, and other people that we're friends with and stuff in this business. And, if you're working all the time, you, you don't have an opportunity to go and check those guys out like you would like to. Absolutely. Uh, so, so yes, it is very, it, it's, it's nice, it, you know, blessed to be working on so many nights, sure. but it is nice to have a night to, you know, an off night where, where one of my buddies bands is playing like, Oh, come on, we gotta go. You know? Right. So I, I love, I love going and seeing other bands. Speaking of uh, uh, Starship, uh, what's what's the name of that band? Uh, the uh, Fifth Kind. Fifth uh, Kind. Fifth Kind. Yeah. Um, and that that's that's the guys from one of them from Starship or two two of them maybe. Two of them. Uh, the uh, uh, the bass player for uh, Fifth Kind, which right now Fifth Kind's kind of they have I, you know they say they're on a break or something. But the bass player, his name is Jeff Adams. He's That's been right. Starship's bass player for many, many years. And just over in the last, I don't know, maybe five years, uh, the guitarist, um, John Raw, who is also the guitarist for Winger. Uh, That's he right. Is, he's the guitarist uh, for Starship now. And uh, also the keyboard player, um, he saw his name's Carrie Bedour with Fifth Kind. 
he he does a lot of sub gigs with the uh, uh, Starship, but the uh, other guitar player, Car uh, Corey Myers, he is the uh, keyboard slash rhythm guitar slash back up vocalist for uh, Tom Kiefer, Tom Kiefer's band, Cinderella, you know, yeah, correct. The, the Tom Kiefer band. I, I think it's, I think it's what it goes by now instead of Cinderella, but the Tom Kiefer band out of Nashville. Wow. So that's, you know, that's pretty, pretty cool right there. I mean, we, we don't, we've already got a ton of people for this uh, podcast that we're gonna, I mean, the first, the first four or five that we've talked to are like, we're on, we're on board. So, and I've got a list really long of people that I want to get on this show, but just talking about this right here, there's a lot of people that I think need to be on this podcast or something like this to really let it be known. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that know about them and there's a lot of people that, but to really let it be known of what's really here and what some of these guys have really been through. Cause some of these newer musicians may not have, you know, a clue about, and have heard about the, and heard these songs on, you know, classic rock stations or whatever. And they know them because of movies or, you know, these songs on movies or whatever, but to know that these people, some of them are living right here mm. in this, you know, Absolutely. area in, in this region. Is, Absolutely, is, and to get the getting to get them on here, tell their story, and it not be just some radio bullshit where they're just saying, "Hey, what's your favorite color? What's your what was your favorite song? How did you you know whatever all this?" It's actually getting in depth and really getting them to tell some Girl. shit. You know that that's priceless, man. People people would want to hear that type of stuff and learn from it. You know. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, I, I love hearing uh, stories like, you know, like other, like you said, other than what you would hear on a, a, a big, you know, primetime, you know, uh, right. interview. Covering well, man, basic stuff. Yeah. Speaking of stories, uh, you were talking about going to see that show in Jackson, you know, before you was even playing music or anything, what, what actually inspired you to start wanting to, to sing and play guitar and get into music? Well, as a kid, I, I all I, my favorite band was Kiss. Growing up, and I got my first guitar. Uh, my parents bought me a Harmony electric guitar, a Sunburst, just ninety nine, probably hundred ninety nine ninety nine dollar guitar from Sears. Yeah. When I was in fourth grade, and I and I took uh, I took well, and that was right around I guess it was eighty four ish because it was. Uh, uh, Van Halen Jump was popular, nice. just came out. And uh, my mother had the, she bought the cassette and she would listen to it. A lot of people got school. guitars that year. And, <laughs> I, I took white and red and black uh, tape and it didn't look worth a damn, but I just stuck it on that sunburst guitar. And, uh, but uh, so I always, always liked the idea of, of doing music and we, you know, I, and, you know, I wanted to play guitar. And uh, so I got that and I took, I took a few lessons. And at the time I thought the, the guy that was, I was taking lessons from was like just a, a guitar God because, but looking back on it, he was a good guitarist, but he was a terrible teacher. Yeah. Uh, he didn't, I don't, he didn't, he didn't make me want to learn anything. He right. would just, he would just tell me, 
hey, write down a list of songs and I'll, I'll write them out for you. Yeah. And I did. And like one of my first ones was Jesse's Girl, Everybody Wants You uh, and uh, uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane. I, I still have my Mel Bay, you know, like beginner one book Man. on the inside where I have these songs written. And uh, it, it, but all I would do is I would just go home and just learn the intro. I never learned a full song until I was probably in my early twenties, oh, because because I, I lost interest in after oh, about a year because I wasn't practicing and I and he wasn't teaching me anything. But I, really, I guess I wasn't applying myself. Uh, but so I just kind of you know I just kind of let it, uh, you know, go to, go to the wayside. But, uh, but, but it wasn't until later, uh, it, actually around uh, the late nineties uh, when uh, I, I, uh, I was probably, well, I was probably 25 or 26 and uh, my buddy, same buddy that uh, told me, Hey, we got to go to see the pygmies. Mm. He told me that uh, he said, hey, we've got to come down here to Lake Comerant, Mississippi on uh, Friday and Saturday or Saturday, uh, this band called Gabby Johnson was playing. Yeah. Well, they, and I'd been to concerts. I'd been to like, I, my mama took me to see Kiss in 1984 at the Mid-South Coliseum. I'd seen Rick Springfield twice before when I was like in the fourth and fifth grade, which I still love Rick Springfield. But sure. I went to those because my my sister, you know, was a huge fan, but, but I am now still, but, uh, so in Motley Crue and, and Twisted Sister and all this, and I'd, I'd always seen those, gone to those big shows, uh, and, you know, I thought, oh, that's, you know, it's cool and all, but it never, it never gave me any, like, passion to want to do it, uh, ultimately, because it was just, like, unreal, you know, but, and I never was into local bands. I just, it just wasn't what I was into. Not that I wasn't, I mean, I just wasn't really into music other than mainstream stuff, you know, yeah, playing on, you know, Rock 103, FM 100 back then. Right. Um, and, uh, but, but when it was maybe around 96 ish, whatever, uh, when my buddy took me down there uh, to that little bar in Lake Cormorant, Mississippi called Backtracks. And it holds probably 150 people. And this band, they'd have it packed Friday and Saturday nights. And, and they were playing Southern rock. And, uh, you know, it just a lot of Skinner, uh, you know, just all that uh, Black Crows stuff. And uh, ends up, I went to, we, we all went to Horn Lake, Mississippi, Horn Lake Eagles. And, uh, but they were, they were uh, about four or five years younger than me. So I didn't know him. I knew the guitar player's oldest brother. And, uh, but so my buddy, his name is Robbie, that took me down there. He said, well, you know, that's, that's uh, Justin's younger brother right there playing guitar. And, his, and they call him Juno. And uh, mm -hmm. this guy has just, just got his, his old, like a 79 Les Paul down to his knee, just wailing on it. He's just going crazy on it, on like 
Freebird and stuff. And I, and that and I, that is the point in in my in my life that I that I said, hey, this is what I want to do. It, it was and, and people ask me, uh, you know, over the years, who was your you know favorite guitarist? Who who did you you know your mentor, if you will? Mm-hmm. And I'm like Juno Amen. And uh, who? Like, Juno, come on, man. And uh, so it, it's crazy that I mean I, I I always liked you know Ace Freely and all that, but I didn't know any of them. But yeah. I got to you know started going down there every you know pretty much every weekend to see this band, and uh, and we became friends. And he uh, that's just how that's how my desire to get in a band started was was from that. Hey, well, I and mean, now, if that's the guy that lit the fire, then yeah, it is. How it, could it not be your favorite? Ab- absolutely, it, he absolutely did. And uh, and now, uh, I, 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 this past Sunday, I played. We have a we have a band together, a little side band. Mm-hmm. And nice. so, it, so we played a we played a thing Sunday. We're playing another gig this coming Saturday, and so it's like it's crazy. I mean, when I, when I I'm sitting up there playing, you know, I, I, I hell, I'm, I got chills on my arms right now. Just, th- just thinking about it because mm-hmm. it's like, this is the guy, you know, it's, okay. it's, it'd be like, you know, whoever your hero is, you know, get sure, to yeah. stand up here beside and just, just play with it. So. He, uh, I still remember going into a bar with you, uh, watching him, um, I don't forget if that was Gabby Johnson. Yeah, it was. It was Gabby Johnson playing, and um, you know they're doing "Devil Went Down to Georgia." Oh he, man! And he had the, the guitar up like a fiddle, playing it <laughs> he on his neck, and it was like I'm. And he was killing it, dude. I mean, just oh, yeah. note for note, you know. And I was just like, this this guy is on a whole different level, you know. It, it is, and he, 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 and he, he is. He just and when I, when I. When I got to know him, I was like, man, how do you, you just, you can play guitar to anything, you know, all these songs are playing. And uh, he said, everything I play is in minor pentatonic. And so anybody that plays guitar knows that's just a basic blues scale. Right. But, uh, but it, like a couple of weeks later, I, I went down to, uh, uh, to see him play and he had a, he always had a wireless unit. So he'd walk out and, Stand on tables and on bar, on the bar and everything, but he walked out to you know where I was uh, standing. And he leaned up next to me and said, "All minor pentatonic," and he's just shredding, you know. <laughs> and so, so if you ever hear me do a solo, it's pretty much in uh, minor pentatonic scale. That's all I know still. <laughs> That's all I know still. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I guess that's all you really need to know if you know know well, where to put them. <laughs> right. Well, uh, speaking of which, you brought up Kiss, you know, as being uh, one of your big bands, um, and you guys had somebody from Kiss show up at the show, and uh, I'll let you tell that story because I, I didn't even have that wrote down, but I just remembered oh, remembered I, that. Yeah. I did. I forgot about that. Uh, I believe it was what was it? Two uh, had to be nineteen, maybe nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. Um, no, no, no. I mean two thousand. Two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
thousand dollars when it was. I, I just I do believe uh, we had uh, our our drummer uh, Brian Urban at the time. He was dating uh, a young woman, and her cousin, who was a uh, she was a she was a DJ at uh, one of the local radio stations, and she her name was Leslie Wolf, and uh, she was dating Bruce Kulick, who was you know member of kiss i think at that time kiss was on a break and uh but uh he played on the uh crazy nights album um oh uh, asylum and uh and i think another one but uh i think at the time he might have been playing with uh, uh grand funk railroad uh, don't do that song train 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 mm -hmm. yeah i think he was playing with them at the time but uh but anyway they uh they they told uh told us like, hey uh bruce is going to be in town and leslie's going to bring him out down to ben's place ben's place in south haven mississippi you know holds holds 150 people and so brian our bass player he's a huge uh kiss fanatic and so you know he was all man he was really excited about it and uh but anyway so we go down um and it's a new year's eve down there in south haven and uh sure enough in walks bruce kulik and and leslie wolf you know and they got their table there at the front and uh i had uh, i'd taken my uh asylum uh uh, and my Crazy Nights album, uh, they're sitting there, can't see them over here, but uh, but I'd taken that, and uh, Brian had taken some Kiss stuff, and he signed them for us, and and he got up and uh, played the only song that we knew was Rock and Roll All Night, but uh, there's a there's a video of it on YouTube. There's a video, it's a, yeah. It's an Man, awful video. Cool. I mean, uh, you, the phones back then looked like a little old Nokia, <laughs> or, you know, something, but... Uh, but that was, yeah, that was a fun night uh, to, to get to meet him. And, uh, you know, I, so that's, in the, you know, a, that was on the top three of the, you know, coolest brushes with greatness, I guess, um, that, that, that I've been fortunate to have. That's badass, man. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm going to bust him out right here. Did CJ forget that it, it, oh yeah that's right i don't do the lead it, this because bruce kulik's up there <laughs> i i don't remember i don't <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have to uh i'd have to look back at the video but probably it, uh, <laughs> i think that if i remember the story correctly i think that was told is the only reason i'm throwing that out there but we it, love it you could have <laughs> it could have been yeah uh yeah, certainly. Because I, I know I remember I wasn't I didn't play it. You know, I think I gave CJ my guitar on that and CJ gave, you know, Bruce his because CJ is always louder and stuff. But uh, so but yeah, that could have happened. I'd have to look at that. <laughs> that does sound familiar. Though. Tell us tell us how Twin Soul the name came about. I, I've never I never heard that story. I, I was just wondering how the hell that and, and it is it is probably the lamest story you would ever want to hear. And you'll probably want to edit this out because nobody cares about this, <laughs> but what happened uh, started uh, the, the band started in 2002 and it was myself, 
James Spires, Al Johns, and um, uh, Jeff Tackett. And Jeff, Jeff was a drummer. He and Al had played in several bands before. And uh, so, so it was the four of us. And uh, so we'd practiced for, I don't know, uh, two months, I guess. And we had, uh, we had a gig, our very first gig, was at uh, a place called the Desperado in uh, oh, Greenwood, Mississippi. I think it was Greenwood, Mississippi. It was maybe Cleveland. It was only, it was about an hour down I-55. Uh, I uh, but anyway, it was, it was a two night gig. It was Friday and Saturday. And it was a cinder block thing no windows you know it was just a uh -huh. i mean it was just a you know redneck joint you know but it was our first gig you know like yeah man awesome best thing in the world yeah right. yeah and uh so uh i've got some i've got some pictures from it but and which and yeah, terrible but uh <laughs> but uh, thank thank goodness i don't have any uh, video but uh <laughs> But anyway, so we needed we needed a name, and uh, you know just and and we came up with some you know I thought were pretty decent names, and uh, but but no but nobody could agree on it, and uh, so Jeff the drummer he said, man, I always told myself I, if I was ever in another band I wanted to uh, name it twin soul tribe and uh it's it's the name it's some band called uh that's a tangerine dream i think it's the name of the band never heard of them uh or that might have been the album but there was a song on whatever album named called twin soul tribe i've never heard the song i huh. probably nobody else has probably ever heard it but so we're like hey well, you got to throw them, throw them out of names. So, okay. Twin Soul Tribe. Hmm. Didn't make, I mean, there's nothing cool about it. There, and, and so we just, <laughs> uh, so we just did it. And well, then as soon as we played that first show, we got booked up uh, in, at uh, local clubs up here around, around Memphis and stuff called TJ Mulligans. Back then they were doing, you know, they were running bands three, four nights a week. And that was, that was a cool circuit to get in on, uh, you know, and uh, we, we got booked in there and they, and they really liked us. So they booked us again and, you know, and they had twin soul tribe, you know, on their little posters, you know, on their calendars. And uh, then uh, finally we were, you know, we just like, we got to Let's just drop the tribe and just make it twin soul just makes it easier to say you know and it still made no sense but uh, less questions though about being in a tribe i'm sure the what less questions about being in a tribe oh, maybe. yeah i guess <laughs> and so you know so so yeah so we just dropped tribe and then and we we never liked the name still don't like the name but <laughs> but but it too just, late to turn back now <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, we, we were fortunate enough to, once we started playing, you know, the, the name was, was out there in the, in the Memphis flyer on the back page, you know, all the time where we were playing and we were playing a lot. So, uh, so we, it just kind of stuck. 
uh, we when when Brian uh, in in 2009 when we had a major uh, uh, change in in personnel, we we thought about changing the name, but they were like, ah, what's the point? You know, eh, it'd be, you know, and there's there's a, band, a local band that did change their name that like, you know, were big real popular around town and it took them probably over two years for people to stop referring to them as what they were previously called yeah. and uh you know but they were still badass so it didn't matter you know <laughs> people were going to go see them but uh but that was what is now almost famous with uh you know buddy right. nemesis scott sudbury uh and i can't even remember and bill marshall plays with them that's right i can't remember uh what they were called before now but uh, but yeah, so that's uh, you probably want to delete all that because it ain't worth listening to. No, it's cool, man. Hey, I liked it. I liked it. Um, then, but then once once when we got Jeff Stein on guitar, he and I people thought we were like brothers because we kind of kind of had the same haircut and same build. So we uh, you know we would just they would say, are y'all are y'all twins?" I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, that's where the name comes from. That's that's so <laughs> makes for a better so, story. <laughs> so we got to use that for the two years that Jeff was in the band. You know, all this time, dude, I never heard that. I never heard, you know, yeah, uh, where that where that came from. Yeah, I wish it was better. Um, a lot of times that's, but you know what? Then again, it it sticks out. You're not going to get confused with any anybody else, and it's not something that's just used. I mean, hell, I. When I hear Twin Soul, you know, I mean, exactly who it is. Yeah, I mean, but then again, I mean, we're friends. But I think anybody, if they see that, there's no mistaking, or it's not, you know. Uh, I was fixing to use the horrible analogy of free beer, right? But you know, you've heard <laughs> that the band called Free Beer, you know, it's easy to get. But no, there's a lot of band names that can be confused with other things, and twin soul or or something like that that's totally random is going to be just it'd be easy to get a website page you know what exactly I mean? right. or that, whatever. that was yeah that and, and now that wasn't a thought when we when we came up with it but it was easy to get a web page we've since lost it because you know we just everybody's whatever. social media yeah everybody's social yeah. media anyways but uh but yeah there's you, you google twin soul you don't find too many, you know, that I've some I've seen a few things like musical acts over uh, overseas or something, but I think most people are, in a, you know, more being a rock man or smart enough not to name their band Twin Soul. I think <laughs> that's probably why they don't have it. You and I met, what, that, was that around 2004, 2005? You know what? I was trying to think about that earlier. Um, it, I want to say it was it was either 05 or 06 in yeah. Greenville. DJ was with us. So uh, and that was around 2005. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was it was you CJ uh Davo and Brian Irvin. Yeah. Um and I remember if if I remember correctly and my memory's getting really bad these days honestly. Um so y'all y'all walked into spectators and we were doing uh House of Pain by Faster Pussycat. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, you <laughs> thought it was the coolest thing. But those guys are yeah. doing a shitty version to Pastor Pussycat. <laughs> First time I'd ever heard a, a cover band do it, and I, I loved it. Uh, I, didn't, I, I hadn't heard that song in years, but uh, but I remember hearing it years prior. But uh, but yeah, we uh, we were playing some some private event right over the levee on some boat. And uh, yeah, on a break, we did, we walked over there getting eaten up by mosquitoes and, and, and there y'all were rocking some uh, faster pussycat <laughs> and uh, heck I've been friends ever since. Yeah. I love it. Wow. Man. I, I mean, what the, I mean, the, what's the chance of us playing down at that, you know, same, just 200 yards from each other. If, if we had never played that, yeah, uh, private gig or whatever. I might never known you. I mean, Man. you know, I'm sure I've heard of you, but uh, you know, not not to the point of being such good friends all these years. Exactly. Everything firm believer in things. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, it's just wild how that works. It really, really is, man. I, now so more than ever, I'm really starting. I guess look back, and I think, you know, funny, funny talking about the pandemic. I guess, but you know, the pandemic's made some people even sort of, you know, how you do when they, when they say you retire, you, you sit and you think back and all of a sudden you put yourself out of that circle bubble you've been living in for so long. And you, and you kind of think back and you look at everything and you're like, Oh my God, that actually happened. And, and this happened that way. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, um, I think people come in and out of your life for a reason too. And, you know, not to get just too spiritual, but, um, I, I think it's in to make you become who you need to become, um, and I, and to be an influence on people around you and family around you and all that type of stuff. And, uh, you were definitely a really big impact on my life, no doubt, um, on the type of person to be with being in this business and treating people right. And that's not blowing smoke up your ass. That's the truth. I mean, you, you really know how to treat people around you, even though you're larger than life in the room. And I know you don't feel that way, uh, me knowing you and the kind of person. Well, I, you I are. certainly don't, but I, 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 I take that to heart. I appreciate that. Uh, yep. I, I, I always still want to call you Derek because that's how. <laughs> when I, when I, yeah, I met- everybody. I tell everybody, if you know me, call me Derek. You know, and that's totally cool. That's totally cool. And I, you know, I go by anything, man. Hey, you, you know, but Charles or Derek, I'm, I'm cool. You know? Yeah. So, but, um, anyways, yeah, I, oh, you know, it was 06, like I said, 05, 06 at Spectators in Greenville. And then, um, from then on, it was lots of trips to Memphis and, uh, you know, lots of times in Columbus. Uh, and I was actually going to cross thread some of this stuff that I was going to talk to you about because some of these things that happened along the way, I remember coming in and out during some of those times, you know, that our paths, uh, maybe crossing again at some of these points, you know, um, for instance, um, not to jump too much ahead, but just like when you guys went to, key west 
and you, you did that long trek all the way, you know, and all down Florida and all the way down to the southernmost point of the United States. And then you came back. I mean, y'all were just road dead. Y'all were like, I mean, and it, I think maybe y'all done some yeah. stops along the way, like AJ's and stuff or something. Well, now, now when we when we went to Key West, it was it was a straight shot. We we played at uh, Fat Daddy's in Columbus that okay. that Friday and Saturday, and and it, and and we left out uh, we left out of Fat Daddy's in in my big old conversion van, that little five by eight trailer and headed down to Key West and we didn't we didn't stop because we the, the gig down in Key West was it was a seven day gig and it was it was like nine to one maybe uh, seven days straight so we yeah. got down to Key West uh, we got down there late Sunday night and and uh, we played at a place called Sloppy Joe's really cool place and they uh, they put you up in a in, in a uh, you know four bedroom little you know condo if you will about two blocks from the bar. Well, the other band was still there, so they weren't getting out till Monday. So uh, so we're like, well, heck, you know, we we got there in time to catch the you know the last little bit of the band. Uh huh. And. Uh, that was a long drive. I mean, that, that was that dang near. I, I'm guessing like 20 hours. It was it was a trek. And but uh, and me and me and Davo did most of the drive. We, we didn't really, you know, I, the other two really didn't. CJ and Brian. I don't know if they didn't want to drive or we just didn't want to drive. I don't They're know. Smart. But uh, <laughs> but uh, so we got down there and we didn't have a place to stay for that Sunday night and we're like, and the, but the weather was nice. Heck, it was, you know, middle of the summer, you know, in Key West. So uh, we were like, right, let's just go sleep on the beach. So we did, uh, we slept on the beach that night. The only, the only time I've ever slept overnight on a beach was wow. that night uh, in first night in Key West. Wow. I never knew that now. I never knew, you know, but I, I thought you guys had played. Uh, did y'all go on the Oklahoma thing or Texas thing? Maybe right before that or something. I mean, y'all were like yeah, but, wore yeah. out. I remember. Yeah, it was that whole summer. Uh, uh, Davo, uh, the keyboard player, uh, keyboard slash bass player, he was the one that was doing all the booking, and he, he man, I wouldn't be where. Twin Soul wouldn't be where it is today if, if not for Davo. Uh, he did all the legwork, uh, sending out promo packs, yeah. you know, videos, everything, and he got us hooked up with the with a uh, um, booking agent out of uh, he was out of Texas, named Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson, yes. not 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 the Scott Peterson that yeah, you know yeah. killed his wife, a different Scott mm -hmm. Peterson. Well, he booked uh, he booked. Uh, this uh, place called Sherlock's. They 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 had uh, places in uh, Dallas and the surrounding areas, San Antonio, Houston, and they had another bar that was affiliated uh, in Oklahoma, and uh, AJ's in Destin, Florida, and Key West. So mm -hmm. we did that. We did this little, you know, 
it was about a three month. It was about it, it, over about three months. I'm I'm guessing the summer, uh, and uh, so we, we but but it like we would go out and we and we would hit the you know go through Texas and everything and and hit those like say Thursday Friday Saturday Sun or Thursday Friday Saturday maybe maybe a Sunday, but uh, then then we'd come home. Then we I think we went back down to Texas again and went up to Oklahoma and shot back to Memphis, but we'd gone to AJ's in Destin and come back. But then, but then the, the last trip with through that booking agency was, uh, it was Key West. And that's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that, and we were, like I said, Columbus uh, and uh, Mississippi then went straight down there. Then on the way back, uh, that's when that's when uh, we, uh, you know, we we had uh, we were coming up Highway 78 right there, Lamar Avenue here in Memphis, cro- about to come across Shelby Drive, and me and Davo, you're like, hey, we just need to do different things. We had <laughs> uh, we just had different opinions on where we wanted to go musically. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to. I'm more of a partier and just a fun time rocker where uh, Dave was, is more of a perfectionist, like, you know, play it right. And, you know, and, uh, and so that's when, that's when the conversation happened. It was like, Hey, then let's just, let's just finish out our next, like three, we had like three months worth of uh, dates booked uh, that we were committed to. I said, so let's just do that. And then, we'll do our, you know, go, we'll do something else. And, uh, and so we did, that's what, uh, that's what happened. We, uh, and, and since then, Davo and I are, we're, have been closer now than we ever were when we were in the band together, you know, because we're not, because we're not in the band together, you know, the business. Yeah. Uh, so, but it was a, it was a it was a great decision for on both our parts. He's he's done amazing doing what he's doing, and well, and Twin Soul wouldn't be, you know, what you know our our big stupid hair and eyeliner and stuff like that. If 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 not for him deciding to move on. So yeah, he's down in Mobile now. I, we I mean I'm sorry, Gulf Shores. Uh, Shores. Yeah, we uh, we went down there and stayed, and you know, got to got to hang out with him for a little bit at our condo. Uh, yeah, a few years back. Um, matter of fact, that was uh, right at three years ago, close to three years ago, because Benton was Benton was born, a little, little baby, you know. I forgot. Yeah, he's he's about thinking about the pictures I saw with him there at our condo, and um, yeah, he's. See, it's weird how that, I mean, how you people cross people's paths and, you know, want to revisit somebody. But now was that the trip that y'all came back to the, to the holiday Inn where fat daddy's was in Columbus and you gave me those lights. It was like, I that felt was, like y'all was just fixing to be like, we're done. <laughs> I think, I think that was, I, I was going to bring that up. I think that was, when we were leaving, we didn't come back through. I don't think I thought, 
I mean, because we didn't we didn't have to take our lights. Well, down y'all there was to... wore out. Y'all was wore out before you even left to go to, to yeah. Key West. Then, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was I was disgusted with it. Like, we're throwing these <laughs> and I was sitting there like I done got a gold mine. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. A strobe and, and this big we dance light. And you know, <laughs> I was like, is there any more stuff? Do, do y'all really want the van? I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, I know y'all yeah. are tired of the road. What do you, what, what shit do y'all want to get rid of? Man, yeah, but I was thinking about that. Yeah, I I because I, I remember that, you know, like we get tired of dealing with these lights, kept having to replace bulbs four leds and all that but that yeah but that was wasn't that y'all's like first light show almost or y'all had some stuff for that or it yeah, yeah we had stuff before that but that was on the first at that time you know, big bigger big intelligent type rig yeah. we put that <laughs> son of a gun at dance light like right in the middle on that truss you know <laughs> <laughs> it was a double derby it was the name of it. <laughs> it, it put out a lot of light for old, old light. But, uh, but yeah. You know yeah. what? Speaking of which, that right there, I was wanting to talk about that. Do you remember us going to uh, Tuscaloosa to, I believe it was 4th and 23rd, a club there in Tuscaloosa, and watching Fly By Radio? Yes. It, now, we went – uh, it was it was a I remember we went it was me you and Brian Irvin. Yeah, it was me, you and, and Brian Irvin. Brian Irvin, yeah. Uh yeah, we Tuscaloosa, but it was it was a guy, it was a, some the name of the bar was a guy's name. Oh, okay. I thought that was fourth and twenty third we went to. It wasn't on the square there. No, it, y'all uh, uh, Starkville. Was it Starkville? No, 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 no. Uh Rick's. Ricks and okay, I, we saw them at Ricks. I know we saw them at Ricks. And, yeah, and was, I've seen them there too. But okay, I, didn't, I, I, could, we, I, I remember being y'all being with me. I think at Fourth and Twenty Third, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I, it could have been both. I do remember going to Fourth and Twenty Third. We may and, have went uh, to Ricks too together. Yeah, but but the Ricks crowd, I remember was was it was kind of lame for a flyby show. You know, <laughs> I, it, I, I, mean, I remember distinctively. This is all I can remember from that night is when they started, I want to say it was like welcome to the jungle is what they started with. And we were trying to, you know, do the big show thing and, and lights and, 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 you know, make it, make a, a bar, a concert, you know? Right. And she blew the fire remember, out of, out of her hand to start it off and then went into welcome to the jungle and then the lights started going crazy and everything and then they started rocking and, and i'm just sitting there you know watching and looking at y'all and watching and looking at y'all because we're i think we were like up on the upper upper deck yeah yes and yeah. i remember i remember looking over at you and about halfway through the song you finally said something to me you looked over at me and you said dude i want to fucking quit <laughs> that was that was what i got like like and the because the crowd was just i mean and just it was like <laughs> motley crew concert was, in a club it was they i mean and that's you know and that, that's one of the things you know one of the shows that uh one of the bands because of that show that i, I wanted to do that you know i wanted those big lights and all that and uh, I don't know if, uh, if you remember, we, we talked to uh, one of the guitar players. I don't recall any of them's names, but we, uh, 
it was after the show at uh, either either Rick's or uh, at the other place. But uh, you know, we we're talking about all the how cool the production was and all that, and he he had it all laid out on that MIDI foot pedal, you know, and right. like uh-huh. yeah. And uh, he said, he said, man, he said, we're just, he said, you take the smoke and lights away. Eh, we're just a normal band. And, you know, he said, we played a outdoor show, like a daytime gig. Uh-huh. And he said, we're just a normal band. And he's right. You know, uh-huh. because that, but that's when, when Brian Gecko came in, in 2009, that's what we wanted. We wanted to make that, we wanted to give them that little, you know, concert, more of a rock show rather than just like a lot of a lot of the bands back then around here in Memphis. You'd go see them, and they just looked like they just got off work and 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 came up and, and you know strapped on their guitar, and you're, they're just picking, and they might might have one uh, you know one uh, a flashlight or something, somebody just shooting a flashlight on them, you know, no show at all, but but that was but the show was a huge makes all the difference in the world to me well that change that y'all did in 09 that change right there i think really cemented y'all since then as becoming the one of the most popular bands top two three to go see in memphis and that's why those people come and pack those places y'all play at when you play when you play there you know. I, I I agree with that hundred percent. With with the with the whole with with the whole production change, the song list change, the the with the look change, and everything. We you know we wanted to between Brian and myself, Brian Gecko. You know we wanted it to be like a Motley Crue show. You know mm-hmm. you know smoke and lights. Heck, that makes anybody. You know even if you sound terrible, the lights and everything is keep you mesmerized enough where you're not paying attention. How bad all the wrong notes you're hitting. Well, having the production like that, man, I mean, you know, you're giving the crowd something, another aspect to get them to come out to see you aside from just being background music somewhere, you know, because that's, that's what we run into a lot of times with us local regional bands, whatever people that's doing that, sometimes they could kind of care less who's there if it's just just a band being there they're not really paying attention they're talking drinking having a good time whatever if you throw that monster production though it gets them looking at the stage and then they maybe pay attention to what you're playing and what you sound like absolutely and and, you know it's now we've been well since since all this covid stuff you know we shut down for a year and stuff we uh a lot of we don't really take our big light show out to, which is not, it's not a big light show, but it's, you know, kind of a pain, I, you know, I, not near as big as trademarks. Uh, those lights, are, those are awesome, man. At the 4th of July. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, the, most of the places we play now uh, that we try to have their own lights and stuff. I mean, they don't, they're not all the badass, you know, you know, uh, movers and all, but good enough where we don't have to bring ours. But uh, but still, the places that like like little places that if if we ever go play, that aren't used to seeing you know any kind of lights really. Exactly. You yeah. know, they're 
just bring a small setup and a little, little smoke and a, a laser shooting out. And they think it's the woo, end all be all, you know, like, wow, where have y'all been? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it does make a huge difference. I mean, you could take the, you know, in my opinion, take the worst band around and you know, I mean, they're, they're okay. And, and put a, put a cool production behind them. It's going to make a big difference, you know, and rather than, because you're not focusing so much on the music as, you know, it's kind of a balance, I guess. That's what I think. There's a lot to get you. That's attention. how we get by with it because none of us are really worth a damn. We're average uh, at best. Don't but, say uh, short, self short, man. All the rest Y'all of guys are awesome. Y'all sound yeah, great. They're, 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 yeah, they're, they're awesome now. And that is the truth. And that's not blowing smoke. Now with you guys doing a festival, you know, with during the day somewhere. And I was going to say that too. I, I noticed, you know, there when y'all was doing some weddings and stuff like that, and, and you do stuff during the day now. And I think a, a lot of that was an attribute to going acoustic for a lot of the time y'all did. And y'all got those the harmonies just tight, 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 tight. And, you know, you, you've developed over the years. Um, y'all developed as a band together over the years. I mean, um, it y'all could play anywhere now, and it was it's going to be a game. I mean, absolutely a game. You know, um, in in any situation. Um, well, well, I appreciate that. I, and and you you mentioned the harmony parts. Uh, when I I I cannot harmonize at all. You can ask anybody. I can't harmonize, but Brian, bass player. He sings yeah. like a songbird. You know, you've heard me, you know, Journey to ACDC to Cinderella. He can, he can do all that. But it, 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 he can find harmony yeah. in anything that I sing. And I don't, you know, and I, you know and it's probably really tough for him to do it because I, I sing all over the place. But he, he, can, he can find it and separate and get that. And, and it really shows in our acoustic shows uh, because oh, if yeah. it's just like me and him, you know, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's really cool. I, I love, well, I wish I would practice on, on learning harmonies, but there again, I wish I'd practice learning guitar better too. But, uh, some people just have talent mind. to be able to pick that out, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 but it shouldn't be that hard yeah, in my mind. Like, you know, you're in your third and your fifth or whatever. I mean, come on. It shouldn't be that hard. But it's discipline, though. It's, as it's soon as repetition, it's, like everything else, man, just hammering down on keeping on, keeping on, keeping on working on it. Yeah. And, 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 and if I, you know, I, and I've thought in the past, if I would, you know, record, I used to record a lot of our shows, just audio. And uh, you know, listen to him, and and but if I would if I would just get Brian to sing, you just listen to him sing, and then like me just listen to it and burn it in my head a harmony part just where I just the whole time I could probably do it, but uh, nah, no discipline. Nah. No and discipline. that's that's exactly well, that's, that's the word though. It's it's discipline. And it's being able to think right brain while you're, you know, somebody's doing left brain over there. The problem yeah. with me and probably with you too, we've been doing leads so long that you, 
don't want to go there and stay there while you're hearing, you know, while you yeah. believe that you've always had to do, you know? Yeah. And like, like on, uh, like, uh, for instance, don't stop believing Brian sings that well during the chorus part, I'll, you know, he'll tell me just to do the, I'll try to do the high part, but it ends up being the main part. He says, just do the main part. And he, so he's saying, and he'll, he'll either go below or high. He'll find, it, you know, uh, and mm-hmm. because if it's left up to me, we're just, I'm just doubling them. But, yeah. uh, but he's got a great knack for that. And it sounds so good. I mean, if you can do harmony, it just, it makes, it, it makes like when somebody's doubling sounds so empty when somebody does that third. Oh, I guarantee you. It sure yeah. does. Or, or that third it's, down here or that fifth or whatever, you know, and my problem is like we were, um, we were actually practicing the other day and we were doing the conversation, you know, with the, with the Dukes of country and, and me and J Rob were doing it and I was singing the harmony on it and it, I was wanting to go from third to high octave, you know, about halfway through. That's, that's what I do is I, I try to go to, if, if I do anything, it's an octave, which uh-huh. really ain't worth a name. Cause it, it's the, it, you're wanting to sing the lead note so bad that you're yeah. like, but, but I want to give this guy something extra, but it, you know then it don't sound it's still it's not that harmony it's not that fullness right it, it goes thin if you go high octave it, it goes it goes thin you know yeah that's um, right but but look i tell you what let's 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 i want to i want to hear about um the favorite sin i know it was 2012 and i know we're kind of skipping all over the place and that's okay because some yeah. things uh so so when uh i think it was uh, about uh, 2011, I believe it was, um, Brian Irvin, the drummer, uh, had been with you know me for a long time, uh, since 2000, what, three, maybe 2004. He uh, it just, he had, he was starting another project uh, that he was starting on his own and uh, it ended up being a, a really good band uh, called Swing and Leroy around town. They were really popular. Yep. And uh, so, he, you know, he, he was wanted to do that. So uh, we needed to, you know, we had to get a new drummer. And uh, it was uh, uh, this long haired tattooed fellow wore eyeliner to work. He was a bartender, <clears throat> worked down in South Haven. And uh, he played drums for a band called uh, uh, Teacher's Pet. And uh, it was a three piece band and uh, great folks. But we saw, we'd seen him, we knew of him. And, uh, and so when we heard, you know, Brian was leaving us, he, you know, we approached uh, Rob, which the animal, Rob, the animal Rogers. He got, I know he, animal uh, dude. He get... <laughs> I actually, I actually played in a little band with him for a few months before I got in trademark uh, with another cat, his little three piece band was playing out of South Haven. But, what was the yeah, name of it? Uh, man, it was with a dude named Pat that played bass. Hayward Drive or something? Yes, that was it. That was it. Okay. Yeah, I played yeah. with those guys for, I don't know, three, four months maybe. We played a few gigs in Tunica at the casino. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Animal's a beast, man. He's cool cat. <laughs> He's something else, man. He, he, uh, so so we, we got – he came on board with us uh, in 2011, and uh, that – uh, 
that's that is when we really had our uh, metamorphosis, if you will. We, you know, with with the we kind of had makeovers, got our, you know, got different haircuts, started dressing different, and and because we had what what we thought was a cool rock and roll look. Then all of us looked like we could be in a rock and roll band, and. He's, I mean, he's, you know, you know him. He, he's got tattooed up. He's, oh, he's, you know, yes. just, he, he's got, he's just, he's just he bulging. He, he works out all the time. And, uh, but, uh, so we got him and we went and got new pictures made. And that, that picture that, uh, that I don't know if you showed it earlier, the, where I'm kneeling down in the middle and there's some smoke coming up. That was yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that, was from two, that was from 2011. And that was taken at J.C. Penney in the uh, uh, at the uh, Wolf Chase Mall here in Memphis. Uh, our, our friend worked at uh, for at, uh, for J.C. Penney doing the photography, and and she said, "Well, y'all just come up here, you know, in the evening one time, and I'll take pictures of y'all." So that that's where that picture came from with J.C. Penney. But yes. uh, so that was 2011, 2012. We none of us are great well, we're not great we suck at writing lyric I, I, me personally lyrics I, just just I, I can't I, I don't know it sounds so anything I write that I've ever tried to write sounds like somebody a, a third grader would write <laughs> a poet you know it, and, and, and so, dude, have you heard some of the stuff on the radio? I know but <laughs> it's probably make... better than you think, <laughs> but, but, uh, so, you know, so, so with, with, with the new look and the new everything, uh, and the new light show and everything we wanted to, we wanted to, uh, we thought, Hey, let's, let's do an original just for the fun of it. When you know, not, it's not going to make us rich, but just something new to put out to the people that, you know, come see us. And uh, so we, uh, we reached out to uh, uh, a guy named Justin Reimer, who uh, was, is very well known around town here. He, uh, he, he's well-known producer. He, he's got several gold, probably platinum albums, but he has a studio uh, out here in uh, um Cordova, Tennessee is called Cross Track Studio. If you if you drove by there, you would not know that there's anything in there. It looks like a it is just a little bitty shack, two story, next to a railroad track. And uh, but that you know, I mean, so there's no sign, nothing. It, that's that's his studio called Cross Tracks Studio, and uh, so uh, he, he he was he was. Uh, popular he was friends with uh like evanescence and all that back when you know uh when they were popular and uh and so we got with him and told him what we were wanting to do and like do you have any songs uh you know we need help writing a song because we got no clue you know and uh and he said well, what do you you know what are y'all looking to do or whatever and he had, he I mean, he was familiar with us he knew what our style of music and you know what we like to play and he said i think i got i think i got a song you might like and uh so uh brian and i went over to his studio and uh had this song it was called favorite sin 
And uh, he and uh, uh, Skid Mills, who uh, Skid Mills uh, worked with uh, Three Doors Down, uh, several, you know, several saving of the big names. Saving yeah, Abel. Yeah, Saving Abel. Uh, and, uh, you know, really, you know, pretty big back then. Probably still is. But, uh, but uh, Justin and, and Skid uh, wrote this song and they uh, had originally pitched it to Hender, which was uh, one of my favorite bands in the 2000 era. Uh, but, uh, it, but obviously they, they passed on it. And so it had been sitting on, you know, it just been sitting there for several years. And, uh, but he played it for us and uh, like, oh, pretty cool. And it started out, it was like five and a half minutes. And so, you know, which is way too long for anything you know yeah. uh, but uh so we're like yeah i, I like the brian and i both like the you know the way it sounded and it kind of kind of fit you know what i thought fit my voice raspiness wise and stuff like that and uh you know, has some cool harmony brian could add some cool harmonies in it and uh so uh so we we just you know spent like uh I think it. I think it took us about three days. Uh, we we kind of just kind of reconfigured some stuff, deleted some stuff, and 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 cut it down to maybe just over three minutes ish. But uh, and uh, then you know we just banged it out and uh, and it, and it you know it, it turned out. Uh, I, I was happy with with the way it turned out. We uh, uh, you know Justin recorded it all right there and. Uh, and yeah, he mixed it and we sent it, we sent it, uh, I can't remember where we had it uh, mastered, but it was somewhere here locally, but, uh, but it was fun. You know, we didn't certainly didn't make any money off of it, but, uh, but it was something to give to the, you know, to our fans here locally. Um, and so that was fun. So, so that room that you're in, was that, was that the practice room before? No, this is, uh, this is at Lisa's house. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Man, that looks cool. MTV Cribs behind you. That's yeah, awesome. It really does. Oh, man. man. If, if, I, if I could pan the room, it, it, it would... Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I've got two, four, three, six. Now I've got nine of the guitars hanging back here. we got on the side, she has Kiss, Motley Crue, Joan Jett, Guns N' Roses. i got my albums, uh, Kiss, Amalize, Slippery When Wet. Girls, girls, girls. Rick Springfield, success hasn't spoiled me yet. Poison, look what cat dragged in. Got the uh, sign thing from the band from our show with, with uh, Brett Michaels, and uh, from the night that Phil X played with us from Bon Jovi uh, thing he signed on. Oh, our, that's right. We got to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, now hold on now. So you're you're decorating at at, at her house. She's decorating. <laughs> she's decorating but you've got stuff over there like that on the wall i got i got i got more shit over here than i do at my house invite <laughs> us to the wedding i, I, I got to we've got to be at the wedding <laughs> get trademarked to play it <laughs> well, that, that ain't gonna happen but uh we can uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get together it's, and it's be, it's it's be half the old trademark uh reunion <laughs> acoustic show <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, that's awesome um so just to um 
it, it, if you wanted to finish up on that story. Oh, uh, well, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, favorite sins, uh, presented to us and, uh, it was, uh, they pitched it to hinder hinder obviously, did, you know, didn't do it. So, uh, it was sitting on the shelf and we, so we, uh, we liked it. And, uh, so we recorded it. We changed it up a little bit, uh, made it more radio friendly, if you will, cutting it down to around three minutes not that I ever got any radio play, but, um, but anyway, but so it was just something to give to the, our fans that, you know, our people that liked us and, uh, and it, you know, it went over well among the people that knew us, but, uh, you know, when we go out live and play, we, at, at first we, we were playing it, you know, we would play it where we played, but, uh, then oh, over time, we, it just kind of dropped out of, our rotation just because we wanted to keep on playing stuff that people knew that kept them, you know, they'd rather hear, you know, yeah. a sweet child of mine than favorite sin or whatever. So we just, you know, or, you know, what a deaf leopard. So we would just keep it going and we would always just end up forgetting about it, you know? And, but every now and then we do have you know, some, some folks that will say, Hey, uh, y'all play favorite sin. And we're like, seriously, <laughs> Man, we haven't played that forever. And uh, so, and uh, real quick, uh, uh, what was funny to me, I mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, Gabby Johnson, one of my influences growing up. So Donnie Mars, the drummer, and Juno, the drummer and guitarist, uh, he and I, or those two, and myself and Brian, we have a side project called Furious George. And uh, we don't get to play very often, but we played last, Saturday uh, down at, uh, at a place in South Haven and somebody requested favorite sin. And I like, well, they, they, come on. And I turned to Donnie and Juno and like, yeah, let's do it. And, and really? like, you, you know this? He said, Juno yeah. said, man, it's one of my favorite songs. That's and great, he, man. I no, didn't say that. He said, man, I love that song. So, <laughs> Donnie clicked it off, and here it goes. Donnie and Juno did it better than me and Brian. They, they, <laughs> they you know, it, but uh, it was awesome. It was just like, oh, how cool is that? These, these two of my mentors, if you will, they know our original song. So that was a lot of fun. But, but, but now that that's, that's our only one, and. Uh, uh, but here in the last, uh, during this shutdown, this pandemic, uh, Brian and I have been talking about, you know, uh, trying to do, you know, let's try to put out another one, give you some people something to listen to, something fresh, since, you know, we're not getting to play very often. But, so we'll see what happens with that. That'd be yeah. great. Interesting to hear that. That's what I was going to ask if there was, you know, plans to. Yeah, we, 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 uh, we messed with it a little bit and I think it could be cool, you know, uh, but we just, it just, everything's just kind of crazy right now. So everywhere. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so, um, the, the poison tribute band. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to, to talk about that. that too. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I know who... that's been a while back. 
I knew who Twin Soul was for a long, long time. You know, I was playing, you know, being from North Mississippi and hearing about the Memphis scene, trying to break in down there. I knew who the band was. Don't I think I met you maybe around 2010 when I was in Trademark. We had a gig in Olive Branch, I think, and you guys had a gig. We met somewhere. Yeah, that's where we were playing. I don't I forgot where you guys were playing, but you come up and met us for lunch or something before the show that day. I would like to uh, 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 talk about the Phil X story. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. If, if you know, if, if we got time, plenty of time. Yeah, we want to hear about that too. I, I, you know what? You told me that story, but I, I, I forget details. I remember all I remember of it is. Uh, bon Jovi was playing at the forum and um uh, y'all were playing downtown at yeah uh what is that Alfred's. Alfred yeah on Bill correct yeah well now I don't I, it was the, it, the which that, is right across the street right that's right it's across one, it's, it's one block away yeah from FedEx, FedEx forum. forum is right behind and and FedEx forum is the big concert venue uh but uh that date was February 16th, 2017. It was It was a Thursday night. But it was like, I think it was the year prior that, uh, that Richie Sambora had gotten fired from Bon Jovi. Well, I had tickets to go see Bon Jovi at the FedEx Forum. And it was like, it was like three days after Sambora got fired. And so I go see Bon Jovi and there's this cat named Phil X playing the lead you guitar. Know, yeah. Playing the lead guitar. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, come on. Kind of a bummer. Come on. If he's going he's to not, yeah. Yeah. And, but, but, it's, but as soon as he, as soon as he hit that first note, they're like, oh, and the first the guitar was fine, but then he was singing Sambor harmonies with you know with John, and and it was, I mean the show was was great, uh, but I was more blown away with Phil X, but I didn't I didn't know this guy, you mm-hmm. know I'd never heard of him, and uh, so. You know, and bon, I'd seen Bon Jovi several times uh, over, you know, over the years. And um, so, I, so I went home and uh, I Googled it. Or actually, I think I did a Facebook suit search for uh, Phil X. Well, I was a Canadian guitarist, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, on Facebook, he only had like, Oh, 2,000 something friends. So I sent him a friend request and I sent him a message. And I said, Hey, I just saw you for the, never heard of you, saw you for the first time tonight at FedEx uh, in Memphis. And, you know, I don't remember verbatim what I typed, but it was like, I was blown away. I think you did an amazing job. And, you know, so, and that was, that was it. And, uh, and he replied, he was like, you know, it may be a day or two later, but he replied, man, thank you so much. Whatever. Something basic. Well, then a couple of months later, I, uh, I saw that they were coming to uh, Memphis again on March 16th. 
And, uh, and the, there's a club, and that's just one block off of Beale Street here in Memphis. And one of the, uh, one of the clubs named Alfred's is they do, you know, full bands and stuff. Well, they, they like to get Twin Soul down there on nights that, like, 80s bands, say Journey or Bon Jovi or whoever's playing over there because we, we kind of attract the same crowds so they can, when they're leaving there, they can, you know, they'll come in there. So once I, you know, once I found that out, I, I, I sent Phil X a message on Facebook. I said, hey, man, you, you probably don't remember, but I saw you, you know, Memphis. I said, my band is playing at, at Alfred's the same night y'all are playing, uh, May 16th. Y'all are playing at the Forum. And I, I said, we play all kind of 80s stuff and whatever. Uh, uh, cover band. I said, I would love for you to, you know, stop by and jam with us. <laughs> about about a day later, he responded. He was like, man, yeah, man, that sounds cool. Uh, hit me up. He said, I don't know if, if we're, uh, if we're going to, if we're staying in town, you know, in Memphis at night yet. He said, hit me up a couple of days before the show. So that was about four months prior. So about, I don't know, three or four days before the show, I sent, I sent him a message. And uh, I said, hey, Phil, you know, find out if you're staying, you know, love for you to come jam. And uh, he, uh, he responded, he said, we're staying. I'm coming out. He said, save, save some ACDC for me. All right. So... <laughs> I didn't tell the guys. I didn't, I hadn't I hadn't told any of the guys that I talked to him because uh -huh. I'm I don't want to set them up for you know failure yeah. being disappointed. Yeah, sure. Correct. Yeah. So you know, so all night I'm just sitting there like oh, come on, man, come on, call me. <laughs> and here he comes, walks in the door. Phil X and the keyboard player, David Bryan. And uh, so, I mean, the place is packed, you know, after the Bon Jovi concert. Were they, were they recognized coming in the door and, and walking in there? A little bit, a little bit. But uh -huh, most uh -huh. of the focus was, was on us. Sure, yeah. The, the way where the door is and, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've been in there, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so anyway, and I like, so I, I said, is Phil X out here? Well, I didn't come up there. I am. So about 30 minutes later, I get a text. Or it's not a text. It's a messenger. Uh, you know, he said, hey, dude, had to run down the street to meet, uh, you know, another you know, a friend of ours. I'll be back there. Sure enough, he comes back. And he gets up there and rocks it out. Such a nice guy. We got Phil X from Bon Jovi on the stage playing CJ's Stratocaster, just rocking it. And uh, he, he did, uh, uh, what is it, ACDC. And he did another one. Uh, I wish I, I wish I had the, I could remember. So uh, uh, when you say ACD, it shook me all night long. It, I think it was. Okay. I think it was. I think that's one he did. But I mean, he sang it. He said, and he, and he did Zeppelin. 
he did Zeppelin mm. and ACDC. That's what he did. Hmm. But, uh, but he does not like Journey. He hates Journey for some reason. Hmm. Wow. I don't know why. But, but anyway, when, when, he, when he walked in, Brian and I were, were doing, I, I believe we were doing I'll Be There For You. Uh, either that or Never Say Goodbye by Bon Jovi. Uh-huh. you know and brian's harmonizing well then after you know he got up there and played and we got to talking to him afterwards uh he said man you, you guys sound amazing on that on those vocals on that on the bon jovi stuff he was so nice it was so humble and uh, so was david brian the keyboard player and he told us uh, uh, that's the one with the white, I mean, the, the blonde, yeah, the, big, the curls. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keyboard player, David Bryan. And he, he said, man, and now the way he talks, the way Phil X talks, if I close my eyes and just listen to like a podcast that, because he's done several, uh, it's, he, sound, he sounds just like animal. <laughs> the, his, the tone and, and the way he sounds, like, it's almost kiddish. You know, like like uh-huh. a little kid, you're like, like you know, and in the videos I watched of it, but he, but he's such a nice guy, and but he was telling us, I, I said, I said, hey, you think we can get a picture with uh, uh, David Bryan, you know, because we got pictures, you know, with the band and him, and uh, he said, he said, yeah, he's talking to somebody. He said that guy will talking about David Bryan. He said he'll stand and talk to a brick wall for fifteen minutes. You know, it just stand. You know, he's like, I'll talk to him. <laughs> so, but, but anyway, so we got, you know, we 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 got us all together, and uh, uh, and that night was un, it was it was amazing, but we had a fill-in drummer, uh, our friend Junior Grant. Fortunate, he's badass, and and fortunate enough that he filled in for us that night, and uh, but. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, but he got up there and then he did this thing with a, he had an app on his phone it's called Bebop and it was like, woo, 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 all this crazy stuff. Uh, I, I, I'll have to post a video for anybody to see it, but, but he did, he was so cool. Phil X was so cool. So down to earth. And the, just the fact that he would, would respond to, to, to me, you know, anytime I messaged him. Well, he he probably looked at it just like we would all do it. He probably went and looked at your, your band and your stuff a little bit and, you know, watch some of y'all stuff to make sure that, you know, (laughs) you was actually decent, you know what I mean? And, and to come and play, you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm Which sure he was like, man, these guys are great. You know, these guys are really good. And let's, I want to go jam with them, you know. Well, he, but he, he did, uh, it was been a long time on the, uh, been a long time since rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Zeppelin he did. Nice. And, yep. and, I, I'm and not, he, okay. And there was video. Yeah, there was video of that. Night. Yeah, there is video. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah, there is video from that. It's on YouTube. I, I Phil X Twin Soul. I don't know who took it, but, um, but yeah, but, but that was, that was almost, I mean, the personal connection that, that he had through just a Facebook message mm-hmm. to me, 
meant so much. And, you know, now he's, you know, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't messaged him lately, but, uh, but if they, if, if they get to come back to Memphis, I, I will certainly message him. And, uh, and I hope that he still remembers little old twin soul and yes. at least has a response, you know, I'm sure he will, man. I'm that, sure. that would be, that'd be cool. But, you know, but that, that's neat. You know, I, I love, I've never met, uh, I've never met uh, John Bon Jovi. And I don't think I, I think I would probably be disappointed if I did. Uh, I, I hope not, but you know, it's like, sometimes you meet people like famous people or that you're like, oh, and they might be having a bad day or something. Mm-hmm. And they just act like a dick. Right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, fortunately, I haven't run into that. Uh, yeah. Brett Michaels, Phil X, uh, it, you know, it, it, but, but, you know, but, but I, I understand that because I have bad days to, uh, on minimal scale, my bad days are nothing, you know, I'm just like, uh, whatever. But, but, I, but, you know, I, I can't even imagine being, on that grand scale, uh, you know, dealing with tens of thousands of fans and everybody, you know, doing everything. I mean, you, you got to get burnt out on it, you know, uh, but, but, but I do, I, I, you know, that's your job, but, but, you know. Well, speaking of which you guys played that show with uh, Brett Michaels at Graceland. And uh, did, tell me, tell me about that experience. But then also, did y'all get a whole lot of time around him? I remember you telling me some of the stuff from it, but uh, just want you to kind of revisit that a little bit. Well, the the, the way that happened, it was uh, that happened in March of 2019. Graceland uh, here in Memphis had had just built this new. Entertainment Grace, Graceland Live, I think is what's called. Yeah, Graceland Live uh, complex had you know video screens. It was it was up to date. You know, it, it was a, it, yeah, it, it probably hold I don't know two thousand people, but I mean it was so it was an, a smaller thing, but a huge stage. You know, up to date PA and 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 audio video, all that was on point. And uh, and so uh, Brett Michaels and the Brett Michaels band was coming to Memphis uh, and to Graceland to do this show. It was for like uh, Brett Michaels is a big uh, supporter of veterans, uh, first uh, responders, you know, nurses, you know, uh, firefighters, all that. So this was a show that it really didn't get, it really didn't get publicized a whole lot. Um, but there was, you know, like you'd hear it on the radio occasionally, but what it was, you, you, it was Brett Michaels band, you know, which is basically, I mean, all he does is play poison songs and a few covers. Um, I mean, yeah, which is great because that's great. And uh, so Brian Gecko had called me like, I don't know, two weeks prior, this, like I said, this was in mid-March, like March 19th, 2019 or something like that. 
called me like maybe two weeks before. And he has a friend that uh, named Lenny Wyatt that was, he'd been friends with him, that worked with him in bands before. Well, Lenny was in charge of running sound at Graceland. And uh, so I don't know, I don't remember if it was Lenny that contacted Brian or Brian that contacted Lenny, but it's like, hey, I, I think it was Brian that might have contacted Lenny. Like, hey, can we get We've Twin Soul to put over the show? Yeah. You know? And uh, so, you know, and Brian sent me a text and said, yeah, look, oh, we're talking to Lenny. Oh, okay, well, I don't want to get all excited. Then uh, a couple of days later, I was uh, I was getting getting gas on Get Well. And I got the phone call. It's like we got it. Like dang, you know. Oh, so wow. and uh, so I was all excited. And uh, but anyway, so so it's an opening gig for the Brett Michaels band and. Uh, so we we got there around I don't know three thirty uh, in the four o'clock in the afternoon. I, I think the show started at seven. Um, but uh, so you know we're there before. Actually, I think I think the whole band was there before. You know the Brett Michaels band was there. We got to meet Brett before the show, and he. I got pictures of it when we were just in our street clothes and stuff and, uh, you know, with all of us, but he, and what was so cool about that is he would, he looked us straight in the eye and shook our hand and, and told us, Hey, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. If there's anything y'all need, let me or my crew know. And he, he made it, he sold it. He made it, re, you know, whether he meant it or not, which I think he meant it, you know. Uh, so anyway, so they, they, they go off and do their thing. And we're, you know, we, we go do our sound check and uh, he does his sound check. And uh, uh, so before the show, they gave us a list of songs that we couldn't play. You know, sure, sure. Yeah. And, and, oh, you didn't get that until right before the show. It was, it, yeah, it was before the show, but it was fine. We, I mean, we were only, we were only going to get to play eight songs, uh -huh. but uh, so uh, so that was fine. We guys, got our, here goes half our our list for tonight. Sorry. No, yeah, so, no, so it was all right. We, I mean, we had eight rockers, you know, and. Uh, and you know, they came out there and just rocked it. And it was, you know, everybody that was in the crowd. It, it the place wasn't full. I, I, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah but it was a big. It, it was a big crowd, though, man. I I remember but, I mean, seeing all those videos from it. And it was just like, yeah, oh, they was jealous, <laughs> big time. They were they were all packed to the front, just like a a, a, a really cool lady show. Yeah. And they, they had our logos up. I, I didn't get to see them, but I saw pictures. But they had our Twin Soul logos up. And they had, you know, our big video behind this, you know, like following whoever, you know, how they do. Uh -huh. And uh, But it was just rocking. And uh, so, you know, then we uh, ended. Oh, 
so I, I got to mention this. I can't leave uh, Brett Emery out of this. Uh, so our, you know, I, I talk about the four of us, but Brett Emery is our is our brother. He's our fifth member of Twin Soul. He he's in the Air Force. Uh, he's stationed in Panama City uh, right now, and uh, he's served six or seven tours overseas. But all that, you know, that's what he does. He's in the military. But so he he anytime he's in town. He tries to come play with us and he plays his very own 12 string and rocks it out. Well, that night he was in town. He was in town that weekend. And it was a military, it was, you know, a, a serv military service, first responder thing. Big, you know, that's what it's for, you know, it was for all those people. And so like, Brett, you gotta, you, you gotta come out and play a, a Brett Emery. You gotta come out in your in your air force attire and 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 play your 12 string on wanted dead or alive you know mm -hmm. and uh so he did he you know like so brian gives you know talks to the crowd and tell you know tells us a little bit about brett emory and all he's done with the air force and and here and here comes brett the crowd goes wild you know the nice. lighters are up the flags are waving you know and uh, it was awesome, but uh, so 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 then you know we're done, and uh, at the you know after eight songs, and so then you know, we're sitting back there, and and Brett's doing you know they does his Brett Marcus show, and uh, that's uh, uh, he had, oh in between in between sets, uh, Brett Michaels had come up to us and said, man, thank you guys, man, y'all did so good. Hey, y'all stick around. I want to get y'all up here on the last song of the night. And I go, okay. And uh, so, so we did. And so we're sticking around there and comes the last song. He's doing, he's going to do rock and roll all night by Kiss. And uh, so the back, his backstage guys get us to the, you know, to the stage, you know, the stairs. And, uh, and so I'm standing there. And uh, one of the stage guys said, uh, do, you have, do you have a wireless mic? I said, no, sir. And he said, well, you're supposed to. Then I turned around and another stage guy hands me a wireless mic. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we go out there and, and, he, and he says on the microphone something to the effect of, man, thank you, Memphis. You know, get to, uh, thank Twin Soul for coming out here. Get them out here, you know, whatever, rock and roll. And uh, so... So we go out, you know, we get, we all go out there and Brett's in the front, you know, Brett Michael's in the front rocking and, you know, we're just kind of hanging back there with the, you know, with the, in the back line and he looks back, he's like, come on, man. <laughs> so, okay. So I go up there and uh, so we're singing, uh, uh, you know, uh, rock and roll all night. And uh, so he sings the first verse, you know, you show us everything you got. You would ask in the room, gets hot, you drop a smile, we'll drive you crazy. So I started singing the next verse. You say you want to go or spin. And he started singing it at the same time. But when I started singing, he was looking at me and said, oh, you got it. <laughs> so I sang the second verse. He sang the third and I sang the fourth. And it was amazing that that guy 
made us feel, I mean, he, he, like, like one of him or like, like, like part of the band, you know, he didn't, he didn't come across as being arrogant. Like, like he was better than anyone. Yeah. He seemed, he seemed so genuine and, uh, you know, in everything that I've seen about him, the TV shows and everything, you know, with a lot of reality shows and things like that, you know, that, you know, Rock of Love, I you know, it's also yeah, yeah, junk. I love that show. But, but you know, I, I really think that he is a genuine, a genuine guy. I think really, I think yeah, he really good, means, good. you know, we, that. we felt the same way, John Schneider, same way, just a good That's, guy, man, just and straight up, you know. That in the video, in the video that that I've seen with y'all, I, I, I get that same feeling. Uh, yep. I don't that, know what that, it is. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I've, I've, I've felt that way too, watching a lot of video stuff of Brett Michaels and, and John Schneider. I mean, there's obviously a lot of differences, but like you said, sure. genuine guy, I definitely see that there with those two guys, you know, that is, that's is cool. Well, so yeah, man, I, I'd say I want to ask questions about John Schneider and stuff. I mean, that's, <laughs> dude. I mean, I, Look, I'm going to tell you something. When I remember we were playing in Philadelphia, Mississippi, uh, a show when I saw that video, uh, all that, all that video from that night, that night, that, that was the same night of that Brett Michaels concert. And I was just like, son of a, I mean, I was just, I, I was looking at, it and I was like, man, that right there is freaking epic. That That's awesome. That, that takes the cake. We were all sitting there just in awe looking at that <laughs> stuff, just blown away, you know, of how lucky are those bastards, you know. <laughs> so fortunate to to have a friend that, that could get us in that, uh, you know, and uh, they, they, and they, they asked us to come back to do like a couple of weeks later to do another uh, band. I But it, but we were like, no, we can't. We can't do that, you know. We just did Brett Michaels, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, we did our our friends' band, uh, the Jay Jones Band, country country band. They opened for Striper. I went, I went, and uh, got to see them. And they might open for Buck Cherry also. But uh, but the show we were that we wanted and we were fortunate to get was the Brett Michaels show because that's more our speed. Yeah, that was a perfect thing, and I, I can't help but, you know, the the side of me, like you're talking about getting that paper with the songs you can't do, and then what, how cool of a guy Brett Michaels was, how different that would have been if you'd have played only those songs that was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, oh, that would have been horrible. Well, you know. I remember one thing distinctively from that show and seeing pictures uh, of your mom being there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing I was going to ask you was family support. And I asked those guys last night about it, you know, and me in particular, not having family support. I always thought it was really, really cool. You having that, you know, your mom always being there, you know, I mean, always it seemed like. Yeah. Uh, and I remember your sister being there and a lot of stuff and 
I just, you know, you, you seem to have that family support system that a lot of musicians just don't get, you know, I, 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 I do. I, I, I have, I have a wonderful family I, and, and I'm so fortunate and blessed to be, to, to have a great relationship. My mother and father are still together. Uh, two older brothers and my, and my sister, we're, you know, we're, we're great friends. We, we still, we talk. I just talked to, well, my brother, one of my brothers this afternoon, my dad this afternoon and my other brother yesterday, my mother the day before. So, you know, it, it, we, we're, we are a tight knit family, not, not overly tight knit, but, but there's, you know, we all love each other and, and we all support each other. And uh, like, like you were saying, my mama, uh, she's been uh, she, she never knew that you know it's like I didn't know he could sing well I <laughs> can't really sing but she thinks I can but it, it's good enough but but you know I mean she she came out to one of the first shows in in 2002 and um and she came out actually she and my sister and my sister's daughter, uh, Sunny Girl, they came out Thursday night. It's first time my mama's been out to uh, to see me play live. Uh, well, since I guess since February of last year, because of all that crazy shutdown. Yeah. Now I I've seen I've seen them. You know, I go down to eat with them, stuff like that. But th that's the first time in a year that she's other than seeing me do live Facebook stuff you know, to see me do that. But, but I appreciate you asking about that because it's a great support system. My mama, uh, you know, and my daddy support me 100%. You know, mama loves to come out and listen to the rock and roll. Uh, daddy supports me. He does, you know, he doesn't care about being around a bunch of drunks and a bunch of loud music and a bunch of smoke, you know, but uh, but he but he totally uh, appreciates and supports uh, you know uh, what I do with playing music and I'm so fortunate to have them and and you know Sally uh, when we first started out uh, after uh, for a couple of years Sally would uh, run sound for us you know she'd sit back there oh yeah that's right that's right that's I remember awesome. I remember you talking Aaron's about that. your console. <laughs> Well, you yeah. know, I, I, even when uh, uh, me and Courtney came down there, what, how long ago has that been now? Uh, that last last time, it, your mom was like, y'all sit right here. Right oh, here. yeah. That was like two years ago. Or a year and a half? Been year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. We'll, we'll go with that. I'm probably way off. She, she'll probably that, let me close. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, but every time I remember, you know, coming to y'all shows and stuff. I mean, your mom was always like, or, you know, and Sally, you know, right here, you know, yeah, Guaranteed. you know, part of the, part of the family. And that, that was just something that I was not used to having. Uh, and, and a lot of other people in this business, you know, just that's a, that's a special thing you got there. No, it is. Doubt. And I've, I've noticed that. I, uh, with with all the uh, you know uh, other guys and bands that 
that I've played with or that just I know from other bands, they're most of them, the majority of them don't, they don't have that. I mean, there's very few that, and, and, and a lot of them would, would, would don't, I don't even know, I don't ask him about it, but a lot of people make comments to me about that same thing. You know, like, wow, that's so cool that your mom comes out all the time. You know, and 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 it is, uh, you know, Absolutely. Well, I mean, she's precious. my biggest fan. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Man, I, yeah. Um, well, we've got, let's see. Okay. We've got six minutes and <laughs> or so left. <laughs> I may end up just paying for the damn thing or, or, uh, finding, finding another way than zoom for nah, us. Well, hey, we'll just do it. We'll do a, a, a different episode. Once I learn how to talk on camera. Oh, dude, hey, we this has been will great. We'll do that, man, for sure. Yeah, this is, this is, this is going to be great. Absolutely great. Uh, is there anything else you want to throw in there? Um, I mean, I anything you want to let people know to to check out for y'all or? Well, not not uh, not really. Uh, I guess. I'll, well, uh, yeah. The only uh, um, we will thanks to Brett Emery. Brett, as I mentioned earlier, in in the, in the Air Force, he's stationed down in Panama City Beach at Tyndall Air Force Base. Uh, we, the full band, Twin Soul, are going to be going down to Panama City Beach end of April, 1st of May. I believe it's like 29.30 and May 1st. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's for their bike week. Uh, we're going to be playing at a place called Shore Dogs. It's right there on the Strip. Cool place. We played there last year. And uh, so that's, that's in stone, if you will. Uh, so that'll be fun if anybody that you know wants to uh, trek down to uh, Panama City on those dates. And uh, also, the only other thing uh, exciting, I guess, is that we uh, uh, Rock House Live, which is uh, a guy here in town locally uh, that uh, has two places in town. Opening, he's opening his uh, new place, uh, Rock House Live, in Tampa, Florida, Clearwater. Uh, two blocks off uh, from the marina. Uh, it'll be opening in March, uh, this month, actually. So um, we are trying to work things out logistically uh, where we can get down there in uh, late June or mid-July. But that's, uh, but that's about it. Uh, everything else, uh, you know, just uh, same old thing. Where are y'all playing at this weekend? Uh see friday night oh uh, uh, right now a lot a lot of stuff around town is only doing acoustic stuff because it's, they're not 100 mm -hmm. open so they mm -hmm. can't pay a full band yeah uh, so i've got a lot of acoustic stuff coming up so this friday uh brian and i are going to be at sidecar cafe from 7 to 11 then uh saturday doing that uh, furious george thing with myself and brian and uh, donnie and juno down at, at Bubba's Barbecue in Hernando, Mississippi. Nice. So. Now, this episode may not even play till next week, but okay, the so. reason I was asking is because who knows, we may try to booger up something and come come see y'all, you know, or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to <laughs> I, I think got my gears to, to, to turn in here. So, so this is recording at uh, 11.08. 
Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021, right now, according to my clock. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Man, I tell you, it, thank you all so much. I, 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 I mean, I'm nervous as a cat the whole time I'm sitting here looking at this uh, screen. But uh, thank you all. I, I mean, I go on forever. And it'd be fun. Absolutely. I know. Thank often, you. I've often watched, you know, uh, listen to uh well, actually, more more so. Listen to a buddy of mine does podcasts about other things, and and they'll be like two to three hours, and I'm like, how in the world can you sit there and talk for something for that long? Well, now I get it. It's easy. Yeah, it I mean, that, I mean, this just nothing. We can we can talk for twenty four hours. Right. Well, and, and people uh, that are in the scene too, they'll wanna they'll wanna listen. You know that that they'll be interested in this just like we are, man. I mean, yeah, it's it's well, all in our like thinking, you know. Well, next time I'll 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 try to I'll you know I'll maybe if, if we can do it again at some point I'll I'll try to think of some crazy stories. Uh, I mean, I've I've got plenty of crazy stories, but uh, this was more like a just kind of a background thing. But uh, or, you know, but it'd be fun to kind of share some crazy stories at some point. Oh, no, we, we got some. Will, <laughs> check them out at facebook uh, uh twin soul rocks is the key word uh we we love you man we love you and i, and I appreciate I really it. appreciate you you know no doubt j rob charles Derek, and i appreciate the friendship and i appreciate you inviting me on your show thank, thank you, you for being on it brother we love you to death keep doing what appreciate you're doing you. thank y'all rock and roll see y'all <laughs>